Welcome to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy. Former director of sales and college athlete turned sales coach, I help high achieving women leave their nine to five and build six figure businesses. Each week, I bring you a power packed episode to help you master sales conversations and your mindset to inspire you to connect, sell and serve in a way that feels good to you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. I am excited today to talk to you about how to make more money, how to make more money. So there's a whole lot that I'm going to unpack in this podcast today about money and making more money and how to do it and all that good stuff. First of all, thank you as always for hanging out with us. We sincerely appreciate it. And money is one of my favorite topics. And I know, especially as women, that we don't like to talk about money as much as our male counterparts. And in fact, many of us have been taught that talking about money is bad or inappropriate or unprofessional or whatever. And I say bah humbug to all of that, right? I love talking about money because I think it's an important conversation to have. I think that one of my big missions um, and one of the big missions of my organization is to empower women to, to make more money so that they have more choices. So we have to improve our relationship with money. We have to stop pretending like we don't like the money or we don't want the money, right? There's another podcast I did a few weeks ago, maybe a few months at this point where I talked about the idea that, you know, we like to say, oh, I'm not in it for the money or whatever the case may be and how that's actually hurting us. It's it's keeping us from making money. And most of that comes from the idea that we are afraid that people will judge us if we say, I want to make a lot of money, right? We are afraid what people will think of us. We are afraid that we will be alienating our values or alienating other people or whatever that is. So we don't even really talk about the idea of wanting to make a lot of money outside of the entrepreneurial circle. So I think that's one of the biggest issues, right? Is that we think that we have to hide and that we want to make money. We think that it's not okay to talk about wanting to make money and that it's more important to be mission-driven and impact-driven than to be money-motivated. But here's the deal. You can be both. It is not an either-or, right? It's not a matter of, oh, well, I'm money-motivated and I'm not mission and impact-motivated, right? You can be all of those things. You can be motivated by the things that you do and the work that you do and the problems that you solve and the people that you serve and be motivated by the opportunity to make more money than you ever thought possible. Because here's the deal. Money is a tool right? Money is just a tool. That's all that it is. So if you don't have enough of it, right, you have a problem. And if you have enough of it, you, there are problems that you can solve by having money, right? They don't make you, a, it doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. Nothing changes who you are about having more money, right? Like you're still who you are. I think that there is the idea that money magnifies who you are. So if you are a good person who wants to make an impact and be mission driven, having more money just allows you to do more of that, right? The way I view it is the more money I am making, the more women that I am empowering, the more women I am putting back in control of their lives, of their bank accounts, of their time, of the way that they do things, of the type of work that they do. So for me, yes, of course, I I love money. I love making money. I love having money. I love the luxuries that money affords me. But I also really love that every single time a woman invests in herself by joining one of my programs, her life has changed forever too. And her family's lives. And, you know, for me, it's just all about the the, the legacy, the big picture of making money. But I want to talk about that first, because I'm going to give you some more kind of tangible tactical things today, but none of the tangible tactical things today are going to matter if you're going to pretend that money is not an important part of this, that you're not in it for the money. Because here's the deal. And I'm sure I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Entrepreneurship is not easy. 
And it is definitely not for the faint of heart. So if you are not doing this for the ability to be in complete and controlled control of your bank account, like, wow, that's, that's a lot of hard work, if not for that, right? There's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of struggle and a lot of personal development that has to go into running a successful business. So for me, if it's like, if it's not about improving everything around me, which I'm allowed to do because I have the money to invest in improving those things, improving my relationships, improving my living circumstances, improving, improving the future of, for my children, right? All of those things are leveling up as I level up monetarily. And then also as I level up monetarily, I am able to make a bigger impact. I have a bigger reach. I have a bigger platform. I have a bigger audience to share the things that I know and hopefully make you know, this huge generational change of women realizing that they are in control and they belong in control and that entrepreneurship is the easiest way to break the glass ceiling and to make as much money, if not more than our male counterparts, is by taking control of it and not waiting for somebody else to give it to us or not waiting for somebody else to see value in the work that we do, but rather us deciding that we see value in the work that we do and that we are worth being paid for that and being paid handsomely for that. Okay. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to stop because I could spend the entire podcast talking about that, but that's not what we're here to do today. Step one to making more money is to improve your relationship with money and to stop talking about money. Like it's not important. And to stop talking about money, like it's, you know, the redheaded stepchild. It's just, it's just the, the side effects of the work that I do, right? When you push it across to the side, like that is how much money you will make. It's like, eh, this is not a priority for me. So just want to wrap that around. So here's the deal. How do we make money? More money, right? There are two ways to make more money, two ways to make more money. You can go sign more clients or you can charge more for your services. So you can go sign more clients or you can charge more for your services. Those are literally the only two ways to make more money, right? And you have to decide which one of those works for you. And, and maybe it would, depending on where you are when you're listening to this, it's like, I just need to go sign one client and charge whatever I feel like I should charge them. And that would allow me to make more money, right? But for those of you that maybe have had a couple of clients and that sort of stuff, and you're like, okay, well, how do I, how do I make more? How do I make more? Or how do I make more money? That's it. You know, you either need to work with more people or you need to charge more. For most people, I find that it is a combination of the two. It is not one versus the other, but it's actually both, right? You actually need to go out and sign more clients, but you also need to raise your rates. And I think that my viewpoint on pricing is slowly changing. That's also the fun part of being a human is that we can change our minds. I used to say that I wasn't a big fan of the like, go charge your worth mentality because I think as humans, we are inherently worthy and it has nothing to do with how much we charge for our services or the fact that we even have businesses. Like to me, those two things are not aligned, right? Like your business and your worthiness, not aligned. Like you are worthy just in and of yourself. Like, you know, God created you, you are worthy. Hard stop has nothing to do with how much money you are charging for your services. And I've always told people, you know, start where you're comfortable and raise the rates, which also I still believe true. However, I think that our comfort level is too low. For most women, the, the number that you are comfortable charging for your services is way too low and is not going to allow you to make big enough strides to hit your income goals, leave your nine to five fast enough, right? You're actually going to have to work with, you know, 10, 20, 30 clients to actually make enough money to do that. And that's not gonna work, right? You don't have time while you're juggling all of the things, but even if you were in your business full time, depending on where you are in your journey, you still don't have time to serve 20 or 30 clients. Like that's just not reasonable unless you're doing it in a group capacity. And in the beginning, I strongly suggest that you start one-to-one -one just to get some experience. And that's a whole nother podcast. But so for me, I usually tell people, start where you're comfortable and then raise your rates. Start where you're comfortable and then raise your rates. And I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm changing my viewpoint on that to start where the market is, right? So a perfect example, say you're a social media manager and you offer Instagram 
support, right? You, you write Instagram um, content and you create Instagram images and you feel comfortable charging $250 a month for like three to five posts a week. But the market is actually going to tell you that $500 to $750 a month is actually the market rate for social media management, right? So we start where we're comfortable, but what we wind up doing is we wind up grossly undercharging for our services grossly undercharging for our services. And then we set a tone with our client that we don't see value in what we do. And if you don't see value in what you do, how will anybody else see value in what you do? So one of two things happens there. Either somebody's like, yes, I found the cheapest service provider or that person's significantly cheaper than everybody else. What's wrong, right? Are they any good? Do they know what they're doing? So like, we think that by pricing our services lower that we actually can sign more clients. It will be easier to sign clients. But like I said, what winds up happening is it might be easier to sign some clients, but those clients are looking for the cheapest option. And you don't wanna be the cheapest option unless you do wanna be the cheapest option and like game on, right? Like Walmart is laughing their way to the bank being the cheapest option. So I'm not saying that somebody eventually has to be the cheapest, right? And I'm not picking on you for that, but it's just, is that what you really want, right? Is that the kind of service you wanna provide? Is that the kind of business you want to run? And, and there are people that run businesses based on volume. I don't charge a lot for my services, but I serve a lot of people really quickly and that works and that's okay. But in the beginning of your business, and most of the women that I have the huge blessing to talk to, they don't want to do that, right? They don't want to be the cheapest option. You don't want to, right? You want to be the Mercedes of your industry, right? You, you want to be the one that people are like, yeah, I'm going to pay that. And I'm not even going to try to like ask you why you're priced at that, right? Like nobody asks the Mercedes, like why they're, why they're more expensive than a Ford, right? The expectation is that the Mercedes is more expensive than the Ford period not why, well, what's the difference between you and your competitors? Why does this car look different than that car, right? Like, no, nobody has that conversation at the Mercedes dealership. And if they do, they probably don't belong on the lot. I'm not saying you don't negotiate for Mercedes. I, I love some negotiating, right? But what I am saying is that nobody wants to know why the Mercedes is more expensive than the Ford. Nope, nobody's surprised when the Mercedes is more expensive than the Ford. So you get to decide where do you want to be on that scale, right? Who do you want to be in your industry? And then you need to price your services in line with the industry. So like I said, if $500 a month, is what everybody else is charging, then that's where you should start and eventually grow to 750 or 1000 or 1500 because as you get better and work with more clients, supply and demand, yada, 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 right? All of those things. But that is something I really think about pricing in general. So I want you to go and look if you have had clients or you have a book of business, like go back and look. How much did you charge those clients? And did you like being paid that amount for the work, right? Because oftentimes too, when we undercharge, we wind up resentful, right? We wind up angry about like, well, you know, I'm getting paid less than everybody else. And this client's a real pain in the butt and they have unreasonable expectations of my time. And you know, like I've never heard from somebody who's like, yeah, this person's paying me handsomely. And they're kind of a pain in the butt. They're always like, this person is grossly underpaying me and they're a pain in the butt. And, and, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to apologize for saying that. I thought about it for a second, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to apologize for that. But I think that that's really, really important. So I want you to think about how you price your services. Like where do I, what kind of client do I want to work with? Do I want to work with a client that values quality, that values somebody who is proud of the work that they do, somebody that is committed to figuring it out no matter what, or do they value the cheapest thing on the market? And you decide where do you want to be? Because most of us, like I said, if we would just charge more for our services, you would have to work with a fraction of the clients, which means you would actually have way better experiences working with your clients. You'd be able to get them a much better result, provide much better service without trying to juggle 15 clients to hit your income goals. Okay. So the first way we make more money is we raise our rates. And rather than charging what you feel comfortable, I want you to go out and figure out what are other people who do what I do charging for their services. And I know, I know you're going to find a giant range, right? I have seen social media management everywhere from $500 a month to, you know, $2,000 a month. So I know that 
I have seen coaching anywhere from $500 a month to, you know, $20,000 for six months, right? Like I, I have seen all of that, but going out and doing a little bit of research and then deciding, okay, uh, you know, there were a few people that were charging a lot less, but they appear to be outliers. And you can do this through market research. You can do this through chatting with your entrepreneurial colleagues. Hopefully you're part of some sort of coaching environment, like figuring out what that looks like, but asking people around, like, what are people paying for this service? So then you can price yourself where you want to be. And I also think that once we know they're like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, everybody charges $500 a month. Now we feel more comfortable charging $500 a month. Whereas when we are left to figure out the pricing on our own, we just, okay, well, that $200 a month would be nice, you know, so I'll take it. And that's what we think. And that's the process that we go through when we think about pricing our services. So I really want you to go out and again, do not, please do not use market research as an excuse to stop selling, networking, talking to people. Go talk to like five or six people. You don't need to talk to a hundred. That's not necessary. I think a sample size of like 10 or less is more than enough. And it's not something that should be done instead of networking and connecting. It should be done in addition to your networking and connecting. Okay. I'm always really careful when I tell you guys to do market research that I'm like, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean we stop doing what we're doing. It just means that we add this thing in. Okay. So that is the first thing, right? The first thing is that we, we need to charge more for our services. Or the second thing is, is that we need to work with more clients, right? And what I truly believe is that in the world of today, where there are billions of people with a B to serve, that, you know, finding clients is only as hard as we make it out to be. Finding clients is only as hard as we make it out to be. Why do some people decide to start a business and within just a couple of months are fully booked? And why do some people decide to start a business and it takes them, you know, months or even years to fully book their business? And to me, I think it is a, you know, do they really understand the problem that they solve for their ideal client? Do they really have a tried and true and tested service, right? But I mean, people make money doing crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So it's not even like, oh, well, do people want your service? There's very few businesses today that that are like, well, are people really gonna pay you for that? But really, I think that the difference is obviously is their mindset and their belief in themselves. Are there people out there that want what I have to offer? Are there people out there willing to pay for the value that I provide? And the people who go out and sign clients quickly believe that yes, yes, absolutely. What I, what I do is valuable. People will pay for this. There's a ton of value in working with me, game on, right? And then they're able to find people everywhere, right? The people that think, well, gosh, is anybody really gonna pay for this? Do people even really want this? Is this a thing? Do I know what I'm doing, right? All of that doubt, is what is keeping you from signing clients, right? Like that is ultimately what's keeping you from signing clients is that doubt that you have that people will pay you or see value in what you do versus the person who believes that people will pay you and see value in what you do, right? Like that belief is quite literally the difference between those that make it and those that don't. So when it comes to signing more clients, we have to believe that there are more people out there that want what we have to offer. There are more people out there that see value in what we do. There are more people out there that are willing to pay us, right? Because what happens is we sign one or two clients and we think it's a fluke oh, well, that one was a referral. And gosh, I, I knew that girl from my previous job. So I don't actually know how to get clients, right? Like that's legit what you do to yourself. And that is legit why you can't sign more clients because you believe it is a fluke that you have clients. Wild, right? But that is literally the difference is believing that there are people out there more than one person, more than five people, more than 10 people that actually see enough value in what you do to pay the dollar amount that you have put on your services or that you plan to put on your services. And those two things alone, actually charging a, a reasonable living wage for the work that you do and actually believing that people will pay it, that is how you make more money. That is how you make more money. It is that simple. Actually charge for the value you provide 
and go serve more people. Believe that more people need what you have to offer. And if you don't yet believe, go find other examples of people who have a successful business like yours, right? And don't, again, don't use this against yourself. Don't go do, don't, I'm going to give you an idea, but don't use this against you. So I want you to go out and say, for instance, you are a uh, a consultant. You're a business management consultant and you want to go into companies and you want to consult on like their leadership teams, right? Like how do we better set up your leader te leadership teams? Like maybe that's your jam. I want you to go find a couple of those people online, find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I don't care. But like, if there are people out there that have successful businesses doing what you want to do, that should be evidence that people will pay you for whatever it is you want to do. I always tell people that, that competition means that there is money to be made. Competition is not a bad thing. Competition means people are getting paid for this. People are building businesses, this people want this, right? I could have, when I decided to become a business coach, I could have easily said, well, gosh, there are millions of business coaches. Like why is somebody gonna pay me? Instead it was like, dude, there are millions of business coaches. Of course, this is a viable market. Of course, people want this. Of course, people need this. So go find somebody who's doing what you're doing. Go find it. You can, you don't have to go far, right? To find them. And if there are people getting paid doing what you want to do, that that means that there are people out there willing to pay for it. So if you don't yet have your own belief, you can go borrow somebody else's belief, right? Because all they did was believe that people would pay them for their expertise, that people would pay them for the services that they want to provide. That my friend is how we make more money. We charge more for our services, not what we think we can get, not what we think we're worth, but what the market says, people are paying for this type of service and be we go get more clients simply by believing there are people out there that will pay that, okay? That's it, keep it simple, my friends. Go out, build relationships, solve problems, believe that people want what you have to offer and charge a dollar amount that is reasonable for what you do. And that is how you make more money. If you love the Uncensored Sales Podcast, or if you found value in this, we would so appreciate a review. If you would go on iTunes and review the podcast, that would just be fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then make sure that you come find us. Tag me on Instagram if you liked this podcast at Uncensored Sales. Let us know your favorite part, uh, what rang true to you the most, and I will see you next week. If your goal is to get your first or next client in the next 30 days, I want to invite you to join our 30-day quick start program called the Uncensored Sales Bootcamp. This bootcamp is for you if you're not sure where to spend time in your business or constantly feeling overwhelmed and stuck. I'm going to give you day-by-day -day training on how to take massive action in your business. If you are on the struggle bus in your service-based business, go to ryandowney.com forward slash sales bootcamp to get started immediately. This on-demand training gives you daily access to myself and Team Uncensored, a private Facebook community, and daily mindset work to get your first or next client in the next 30 days. RyanDowdy.com forward slash sales bootcamp to get started. See you in the Facebook group. I cannot wait to meet you.